0: Stephen and Joanne here. Welcome to our second cup because we finished our first cup of coffee. We need a follow up.
1: We need the whole show to get through the first one. But it's after the show, our podcast. Welcome. Uh, yeah, we do like our coffee.
0: You know what happens when you have too much coffee?
1: I tend to go to the bathroom. You got to go, Pee <laughs> Pee.
0: Fortunately, there is something designed to, well, help us with this.
1: Well, Yeah, for babies, smart diapers. Oh, I thought it was it's for me a too. a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not even kidding. Pampers is working by, it's called the Lumi by Pampers line. Okay? okay. Not only will, it will also like measure how your kid sleeps, but there's an added little bonus to it. What's that? It will tell you when your baby has wet their diaper. Wet diaper alert. Timmy has a wet diaper.
0: Oh, that makes sense. You will
1: get a notification. You get a notification. On your phone.
0: Uh, by Alexa, will just call right. you. Just like <laughs> Imagine
1: if you're in a meeting and you get no no what happens
0: like <laughs> you ignore what happens if you like ignore the the text or something that's like that that's a good
1: question wet diaper alert this is a level five emergency <laughs> Oh, <no. laughs> diaper rash is starting the nation has
0: gone to code red <laughs>
1: <laughs> you really need to be told if your kid has wet their diaper uh, apparently i know why what? because we're so busy doing other things when we should be monitoring our kids diapers So they'll tell you this. Sorry to bother your binge watching of The Office, but (laughs) Sally has a wet diaper. (laughs) Be a parent. (laughs) But maybe The Office isn't for you, right?
0: Right. Like what is?
1: Well, I I know what you spend most of your day doing, right? Pause Netflix. Your kid has a wet diaper. Yep. I can't get over this. I've raised two little kids, uh-huh. right? I mean, they're big now, but it, you really, as a parent, it just floors me. you got to be told that your kid's diaper is wet. Well,
0: I see this thing going so wrong. Let's say you're in a really big, important business meeting. You know, you're up there in the front of the room doing your presentation like that, and your phone's sitting on the table next to it, and then, yeah. then well, this happens.
1: Wet diaper alert. Timmy has a wet diaper. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so that's that, one, that one's benign. That okay. would be okay, right, right? Then this one. But then what happens when this comes? If you don't hurry up and change this diaper, I'll start sending pics. Yeah, this could get
0: awkward. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> to your entire contact list. Th- this could insane. get really bad. This could be bad.
2: But actually, the technology they've been working on, uh-huh. which already is amazing. Like, this is well, crazy yeah. that they'll be able to tell when you have a wet diaper. they text you. But they're working on evolving the <laughs> technology. Yeah.
1: And it smells someone, like it. someone ate strained asparagus.
2: <laughs> smell a vision What? <laughs> hey when they come
0: up with smart depends i'm in
2: <laughs> that's it <laughs> oh very that would be, be the worst Wouldn't that be you get your own text yeah because you know how kids run <laughs> their parents phones right or like if you're if you're older and you're in depends right. you probably have your older child looking after you exactly. and like they get So now motiv- the
1: older kid gets the yeah, text. yeah so all of a
2: sudden <laughs> oh geez mom's what? got a poopy diaper now,
0: i would find what? it worse though if i'm sitting there and i read the text and it says you have wet your pants, <laughs> or you get a what notification.
2: <laughs> That's one too many cups of coffee.
1: Whoops. Exactly, dial it back. Oh, too uh, funny! Yeah, right. the, the whole
0: the, the texting <laughs> thing is getting a little. I, I had this I had this problem the other day. I was um, I'm looking for fencing. Okay. For uh, the Scarlet Smile Playground product, uh, project, we're doing, we're starting construction. I need to get some construction fence around it. So I'm calling around for a donation. You know, first of all, you're asking people to give you something free. Right, right. So I'm calling different companies. You're good at that companies. lately. Well, yeah, we got really <laughs> good at it. We've raised a million bucks doing mm-hmm. this. So I was calling around to construction companies to see if anybody's got some temporary construction fencing, like chain link that they can, they can uh, loan us, right. essentially. And I've, I'm texting with these different people. And so I text this one guy, and we, we're in a conversation. During that conversation, my wife and I are also in a texting conversation, <laughs> back and forth. Well, my wife and I had this habit of using Bitmojis. We have our own little likeness of ourselves. You know. Yes, of course. So I responded to something she said with the big heart googly eyes. You know. Wait, can I, you
1: back up and tell me what she wrote to you to have you respond that um, way, Stephen? That's what I really want to know. But, I don't but okay, remember never mind.
0: Exactly what that was. <laughs> but anyway, I answered her with the heart googly eyes. Yeah. And I didn't get a response from her for a while. I keep kind of looking back, and I'm saying, i oh, do not get a response. Guess okay, she's busy. She's busy. So about an hour later, I decided to check back on the stream. Right. And I look at the stream, and it's not on there. And I said, oh, I could have sworn I sent it on there. And then I closed that down, and the whole stream came up, and there it was, the stream before. It was the construction guy <laughs> at this fancy company. I sent him the heart googly eyes. <laughs> and what was more disturbing is it said red yeah. underneath it. Yes. So he had red the hard googly eyes, and had not responded.
3: Oh, Oh. my gosh.
0: Yeah, so I'm sitting there. Now, what does he think I'm up to here? Because I've been asking for this, and he says, I'll see if I can help you out or something like that. And I send him hard googly eyes. All right, I've got a
1: story that can probably beat that one, Stephen, actually. Uh, So I text Eric the other day, and Mm -hmm. I say, uh, Hey, honey, uh, both the kids are at work. Want to come home for a quick lunch? Winky face.
0: A winky face. Okay. Is that how you always have lunch with winky yeah, face?
1: Yeah, well, yeah. I was just going to make him a really good ham and cheese sandwich or a ham not. and turkey or whatever, Gosh. right? Winky face. <laughs> so I, I send it. He doesn't answer either for a while. Right. And then I look and I realize I had sent it to my son's best friend's mom.
0: You sent it your winky face?
1: Yeah. About come on home for a quick lunch, right? <laughs> I immediately followed up, and I'm like, "Oh, Diane over here! That was for Eric blah, blah, blah. And She wrote back with with uh, the laughy faces she too. Says, I don't judge. Oh, you know what though? It happens. Oh my gosh, we, we oh, you man. see all these um, all these texts for people who will share texts they've they've sent to their boss, I know. like complaining about the, or boss. the boss.
2: Remember we this was we talked to somebody that got a text from their boss, or no, it was a phone no. call that guy. Yeah. That was a butt dial. That was a <laughs> little well, different. Wait, but we also heard from I somebody digress.
1: who who texted who she thought was her husband, dropping the F-bomb, yeah. complaining about, about how bored she oh, was yeah. at work and didn't want to be there and hated it, and it went to her boss.
0: Well, the cool thing is the boss apparently answers says, You know, I get a little bored at work sometimes, too. And I, you know, there are times I don't like it either. Can you
1: believe it? How cool was he?
0: <laughs> I know, and she didn't get fired over it. So I mean, that, was, that was okay. Totally you good. brought
1: up something interesting though. Okay, um, that I marvel when I read people's or when I look at people's texts. Uh-huh. I send someone. Oh, you a text. read
2: over the shoulder, do you? <laughs> no, no.
1: <laughs> that's a whole different topic. But where you will, um, if I send someone a text right. and then it will come up red. You said that you yeah, saw that the construction worker. Read it. Yeah, I'm convinced that those people have no idea that. That says that when their texts are read. Because why would you want someone to know if they've read your text? All right,
0: so I'm on my iPhone settings right now. And right. There's actually a setting called send read receipts. Right. And what that means is that when you read a text from somebody else, it will tell them you read it. I don't I've want them to I've got mine checked that. off because yeah. I, don't want to, I want them to, you know, because if you don't answer them right away, they get mad. Right. So I'd like them to think that maybe I haven't seen their text yet.
1: Well, that's what I think. If I mean, I could be in the middle of doing something, right. look down at my phone, open it. It will then... Register is red, right? But then you, you're, you're right. I so I I've never understood that, and I am convinced that most of the people who have that on their phone don't. I think know that's it.
2: only if you have the same type of phone, like, like phone if like your iPhone, Apple to Apple, iPhone, Apple, to Apple yeah. yeah. Like because I have Android, and uh-huh. I never get that. But I've never set that on my phone as like you know to shut it off. So I don't even know if it's the thing. No, on my I think phone you have to kind of comes,
0: quote unquote I'll, I'll opt I'll, into it. I'll check with you, Jay. Oh wait a second, I'm just looking at my blocked yeah. people. Jason's at the top
2: of <laughs> Yeah, it happens.
1: Oh. That's why you couldn't send something oh, to why him I guess-
2: before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> why am I blocking me, you, Jason? Oh. My life's not hurting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jason, don't share our oh, thread not- together about Steven. Um, hey, listen, do you hear about this Macy's thing? Okay.
2: This is insane. As okay. a fat person, which I can say because I'm fat. Okay. Um, this, I-, I don't know how I feel about this. i just Gravitational. I don't, I don't really get... <laughs> <laughs> I don't really get offended by things like this, but I get where people are coming from. All right, from so here's what happened. Let me back up how and How crazy them. this is. Okay. This,
1: Macy's had some dinner plates, okay? And you look at it. I mean, I chuckled when I first saw it. it it's like a well, It's like you're a white, not a fat person. It's a... Well, In fact, all right, you're hold on. the
0: opposite of a fat person.
1: It's, a, it's a, it like a white plate, and then it has three circles around it. Okay. And the inside circle with like the smallest portion, so mm-hmm. the smallest circle uh-huh. says skinny jeans then the next circle out says favorite jeans uh-huh. and then the last circle says mom jeans
2: so wait they have those circles and you just keep the food in there right within, and that, within that circle, that circle. Oh, right. i mean
1: that's that's the portion the point. control i mean it's not really they're not selling it i mm-hmm. don't think is a true way to like help with with weight i think it was just they joke. were trying to be funny so okay they ought
0: to come up with the middle circle says joanne the second circle says Stephen or Jason, and the, the biggest circle says Stephen and Jason. Okay, well, or
1: maybe this. They're going after women here with weight, which well, can honestly. be very sensitive to people. So is there a matching plate that says uh, skinny jeans? Because men wear those too, boy, boys or whatever, uh-huh. you know, something, and then dad bod. You know what I mean? Yes, fair about or turnarounds fair play, I right? Think I'm As a they say. By that. Anyway, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but here's what happened, okay? Because I do think I do think that we've lost our sense of humor in our culture. No okay. one like laughs no, at anything true. anymore. That's and if true. someone's offended. So there's a writer in a podcast, Allie Ward, and she saw this um, a couple weekends ago, and she showed a photo of it that she took and she put it on Twitter or Instagram and she said, How can I get these plates from Macy's, tagged to Macy's, banned in all fifty states? OK, mm-hmm. then other Twitter users piled on criticism. They were complaining about it, too. Um, and by the way, it's name made by a company called Portions, P-O-U-R-T-I-O-N-S. So maybe they are trying to help you with Portions. Well, yeah, seems so, eh? Anyway, after this, after this one woman came out and there was some other backlash, uh, the Macy's pulled them. And they wrote, we appreciate you sharing this with us and agree that we missed the mark on this product. There were some Twitter users who criticized her, however, saying, come on, if you don't like them, don't buy them. The world doesn't revolve around you. Sit down.
0: Well, see, I love I love that because I understand that, that people can, can say, oh, I don't like that. But the, back in the old days, you know what you did? You just didn't buy it. Right. And everybody went away. But nowadays, there's Twitter. Everybody has a voice. Some people have a much louder voice than others. There's no democracy in Twitter. That's no, what they there's say not. Is, Twitter democratized the world. No, it didn't. What it is is people with the big Twitter voices with a million followers have a much louder voice than people who have 20 followers.
1: Right. Now, I will say, okay, as a a mother of a teenage daughter— Get serious for a minute. I get, I would never buy that plate and bring that home. Like even as a joke, I wouldn't do that because I would not want my, be like, here, honey, if you want to fit in skinny jeans, this is what I, no, I would not do that. But I didn't look at it like I was really going to buy the plates to eat my food (laughs) off of. I glanced at it and thought, oh my gosh, that's kind of funny. And that was the end of it. But you know, I mean, someone, as you said, people have opinions about everything. So are they going to pull them or they're going to make it like
2: a clearance special? (laughs) You know, I love them Macy deals. (laughs) Unless you get extra, like, 15% off if you use your Macy's card, there you, go. you <laughs> get it for next to nothing.
1: Hey, speaking of people's voices, by the way, yes. um, you know, Yelp is kind of getting a little frustrated with people who post, you know, ridiculously bad reviews.
2: Right. One bad review can ruin a business. Oh, oh, yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. So there are actual cases. Now, I know we've heard about this through the years, but I don't know if Yelp's stepping up the game a little bit. Some of the people on it, right. they're suing people. For and I think it's either for unfounded reviews or I'm not exactly now, Yelp,
0: sure. Yelp is suing its own reviewers over these. Or reviews. Or is it the, is is it it the, 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 the restaurants
1: and the businesses that are doing it? Because well, I can
0: say my wife owns a salon yeah. in Commerce, and she has gotten these horribly bad reviews, and it just it breaks her heart when she sees this because she works so hard to create an environment that avoids that. So she's gone back to try to contact these people who have given her bad reviews. Well, in virtually every single case. They've never been in her shop. Wow. They're really? not even customers. What they are is they are working for the competition maybe or right. friends of somebody else. Of oh. a former employee. Sabotage. Sabotaging. And there's no recourse. It used to be Yelp was a valuable tool back in the day when this first started getting going. You said, hey, this place I can go to get a good review. And generally, they were positive reviews.
2: Right. And here's the thing. like, Because I, I do reviews a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't really use the Yelp app so much. I usually do all my reviews on Google. Right. But now I'm at a point where I've done so many and there's so many views that you get. You get a status as a reviewer. So now whenever I post a review on anything, it gets pushed to the top because I'm a preferred reviewer. so you're more equal than others. So Hmm. the fact, like if people are at that level, right, right, and they use that to discredit or, you know, hurt a business that maybe they were slighted or whatever happened. (laughs) That is, it's so much more, so much worse now because you have that status and people are like, oh, this person is a right. preferred yeah. reviewer. It must be right.
1: You know what I wish people would do? If you have a bad experience at a restaurant and it's one time or a bad experience at a salon or anything, right. what, the days are gone now where you would take it up with the restaurant owner, yeah. explain what happened, allow right. them to make it good. Make allow it them to apologize maybe for what happened yeah. before maligning them. I just don't I I really don't think it's it's fair and by the way it is the the restaurants or the doctors or the people, or the who, people are who are doing the, who are doing the suing and I know look first amendment I'm all about it and you have every right to say it but I just think that yeah. people don't think anymore they literally just leave and go to the loudest platform they have right. when there may be I mean I've seen restaurants or people Reply to a review saying, I am so sorry, this experience, if you would have come to us, right. I would have done this for you or changed this. I've talked to the server, you know, whatever right. it is. And I don't think we give people that chance anymore, yeah. you yeah. know? It's it's so anyway, all right.
2: It's Steven and be Joanne's fair. second cup I need a on third the radio.com app. I,
1: <laughs> I think so, too. You know what's coming up that's going to be so, so cool? Mm. Uh, Concours d'Elegance.
2: Oh, did
0: you say that correctly?
1: I think so.
2: Concourse de la <laughs> <laughs> It's that big damn car show.
1: You <laughs> know who knows a whole lot about that. Uh-huh. He's the man with like the largest private collection of cars in the, only, in the, the, the country,
0: largest, right? Like, in the it, world. It's like the coolest. It's I, awesome. It, it's mind-blowing. You know, Jay Leno mm-hmm. uh, has a massively huge yeah. private collection. Uh, they They talk to each other about their collections. That's how big this thing is.
1: Gosh, that is so cool. cool. And guess what? We're lucky enough to have Ken Lingenfelter on the phone with us to talk about it. Good morning, Ken.
3: Good morning, Joanne. How are you doing?
1: We're doing great. You're getting ready for a big weekend.
3: Oh, it sure is. Uh, Amazing weekend. Uh, Concourse Delegance of America. Now... You put the S
0: on the end of concourse. I, I, I'm i so confused. Concourse,
3: Delron? <laughs> yeah, well, I'll tell you what. You're not the only one confused. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, nothing confusing about the selection of automobiles. I mean, for a guy like you who has one of the largest private collections in the country, this has got to be just like a kid in a candy shop.
3: Yeah, well, thank you. But I can never get enough of this stuff, Stephen. Uh, you know, it's a great show. There'll be upwards of 300 cars out there, and it should be a, a real good event this year.
1: I bet. So give us an idea of what we can see.
3: Well, I'll tell you what, it starts uh, with some events going on Friday. Uh, You know, there's an art exhibit from one to four. Uh, We've got the uh, Motor City Mingle, uh, which is kind of a dinner to uh, benefit Project Beautiful. Out in the parking lot, uh, Kip Sheward sponsoring what we call Battle of the Brands, although there will just be a massive number of cars and you'll get a chance to park your cars with all the Porsches or all the, mm-hmm. all the uh, Land Rovers or all the Corvettes or anything else that are out there. So that'll be fun. Saturday, there's a Cars and Coffee that starts at 7 and it uh, goes until 11 a.m. And uh, there'll be some ride-in uh, drive experiences by Lexus and Alfa Romeo. Uh, a great afternoon with seminars and luncheons, and um, and then on Sundays, the big show. Uh, you know, we get uh, going with the 41st Annual Concourse d'Elegance of America. It goes from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m.
1: So far, it looks and, like uh, it's going to be a beautiful weekend.
3: Yeah, we're crossing our fingers. I'll tell you, we had enough <laughs> rain, so uh, yeah, we'll do, sure. do
0: some sunshine. Hey, what's the, the, the absolute must-see automobile this year at the Concours d'Elegance?
3: Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, we're hoping there's going to be a C8 Corvette out there. I can't promise anything, but, uh, you know, that would be wonderful. Uh, I'm going to bring my LaFerrari out. So oh, that'd be to
0: see. nice. <laughs> there are very few
3: of those even on Earth. <laughs> well, they built 500 of them total, but there's, uh, you know, not so many in this country and a lot more in Europe. So,
1: Wow, that's great. You know, I think yeah, people think when they think of automotive events, they think the auto show, right? But this is explain to people really the difference between these two events.
3: You know, there'll be a whole bunch of uh, great cars. There'll be circles of muscle cars and uh, Ferraris and older cars such as Duesenbergs and uh, uh, some of the uh, uh, real old cars from back in the 30s and the 40s. And uh, there'll be some concept cars. And uh, it's just an amazing show all the way around. For a car enthusiast of any kind, you can't help but walk away from that show saying you had a great time.
1: All right. And it's all taking place at St. John, right?
3: Exactly. And uh you know, you can get uh information by uh going to uh, uh Concourse of uh dot uh,
4: org.
3: We'll Don't.
1: put a we'll put a link on our website, W M C sounds good. Hey Ken, thank you so Great. much.
0: Hey Ken, thanks uh, and could you, you swing by guys. in that Ferrari and pick me up?
1: La
3: Ferrari, that'd be great, Stephen. Yeah, you had to ride the Bugatti, as I remember. I did. I had to ride Ooh. the Bugatti. I just want to drive the Ferrari. How's that? Is it good? Can I do that? It's, it's a lot of fun, let me tell you. It sure is. Notice no, how you s-
0: can't. Notice how you didn't say yes? Yes. No, he didn't. <laughs> he didn't say no, though, either. It's
1: true. I'll say it for you, Ken. No, no. Stephen.
3: All right. Hey, thanks, we- Ken. We'd, we'd love to see you out there. Take care. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Ken. Thank you. Bye. So Ken was talking
0: about that ride in his Bugatti. This is a couple years ago, and he's got a Bugatti Veyron, which I think is like a one point two million. It's car. one
2: of the dopest vehicles oh. on the face of this <laughs> it's, planet. Incredible!
0: It's, it's got a thing called the Go Switch. Yeah. Okay. If you think a car like that needs a Go Switch, no. It's got a little key that sits on the floor next to the driver. You put the key in and turn it on, and the car will go like two hundred and forty miles an hour. Holy cow. If you turn it off, it's got a governor on it that will only let it go like 120.
1: Oh, yeah. Good only. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs>
0: so when he gives it to his kids, he doesn't give them the go key. So,
1: oh, But if you see the 120-mile-an-hour car going down 696, you know what it is. And
0: one other thing cool about this car, yeah. he says one day when he first got it, he was driving it, went home, parked the car, went inside, and his phone rang. Mm-hmm. And they said, this is a Bugatti tech calling from oh. Italy or Germany or wherever. And he goes, yeah. As we notice, there's a little slight moisture in the transmission. We've got a team. We've dispatched them. They'll be there in a day and a half. They're going to take the car to California and rebuild the engine for you. Oh my gosh! And he's going what?
1: That's what you get when you
2: pay over a million dollars. When, you, when you're Ken Lagenfelder, that's how it
0: is. <laughs> I had this vision of guys like parachuting in. Yeah. You know, you park the car of right. this whole parachute squad jumps in with, with tools. Like I,
2: all of a sudden the NASCAR pit crew pops out <laughs> right. from his garage. <laughs> it's amazing. Here's what's so
1: neat about Ken though, right? Yeah. He's got the money, he's got the car, he's got all that. He is so charitable and all gives right. so much. He opens up his collection to um, charities, to different yep. organizations. And that's the deal is that he will allow the public to come in and see it. But usually it's, you know, in conjunction with a fundraiser.
0: With some fundraiser, yeah. 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 So it, it, is, cool. it is a phenomenal Phenomenal collection of cars.
2: You know, not only do we get to talk to awesome car dealers, Uh I hear on Stephen and Joanne's second cup, Uh but we get to talk to legends. Oh, right. Huge legends. Like I'm Dick talking. Burton. Like yes. <laughs> we talk. We have not doctor. Sure he has. He's declined our offer. Oh, yeah, so yeah. An, <laughs> yeah. Do,
0: don't you know somebody yeah. there, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> I in.
2: pull some strings for next time. <laughs> well, no, well, this is uh, the Beach Boys, man. Yeah, you know, no, Mike Now, what's perfect
0: with two cups of coffee is a little like uh, Danish, like a little dessert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is Mike Love and his brand new album, "The uh, Twelve Sides of Summer," uh, which is cool. I listened to the whole album, top to bottom. Uh, Twelve cuts. Four of them are brand new. Uh, Four or five of them are kind of remakes of Beach Boys hits, and then there are a couple covers, and the whole thing put together is really a cool album.
1: Yeah, I love it, and we are lucky also to have him on the phone with us this morning.
4: So Mike Love joins us here on The Second Cup.
1: Mike, how are you?
4: I'm good. I'm glad I got through. I'm I'm calling from Leipzig, Germany. Wow. Wow. Well, guten tag. Yeah. Guten Morgen. Yeah, you? You? Oh, right. still morning there. Okay. Very good. <laughs> Very, good. Very good. How's yeah. the tour going? Tour is great. We've been about five weeks uh, overseas, which has been nice. We started in Spain, a place I'd never been, Bilbao, a place in Spain I've never been, that is. And we were we we're, we've, we winded up in Germany, so we have several <laughs> German dates. And then we come back to the USSA.
0: Hey, after 50 years of doing this, uh, Mike, are you getting a little tired of touring?
4: Oh no! Actually, I really like coming to to different places. You know, um, it's it's part of the neat thing about the Beach Boys' music is it reached all around the world. I mean, you know, British radio was in uh, Hong Kong until recently, and <laughs> and so we've had fan letters from Russia and China we played in Prague 50 years after we played it the first time in 1969 when they were occupied by the Soviet troops so a lot of good changes in in the last 50 years
1: i'm bad and a big change right now we're so excited to uh, have you releasing a new album 12 sides of summer tell us about this
4: 12 sides of summer is a fun album let me tell you we did rockaway beach originally done by the ramones but we were we covered the Ramon song "Rockaway Beach," but they covered "Surf and Safari" back in the day. Oh, I remember. So we figure, figure it's fair, you know. <laughs> we love doing that song. It has so much energy. It, it, it's right into our show, and all the guys in the group just love doing it. So, that and then there's a song called um, uh, "California Beach," which is basically it should have been the follow-up to something like "Surfing USA." <laughs> oh yeah, sixties. <laughs> But I'm a procrastinator, what can I tell you? <laughs> so, so it's basically an inv- invitation to come and check out California on the beach side.
0: Yeah, Mike, I, I listened to the album Top to Bottom, and I love it. Uh, you've got all those great layered Beach Boy harmonies in there, but the production's mm-hmm. just kind of reminiscent of something just a little newer. It's got some like funky rhythms and things like that going on.
4: Well, that's right. like. Here Comes a Son, which is yeah. a George Harrison classic. I mean, I love doing that song. Our musical director, Scott Totten, produced it. And let's put it this way. Is he into George Harrison? Just a little bit. He named his son Harrison. So, so uh did a beautiful arrangement of Here Comes a Son with the harmonies, and it's got a little, you know, more of a, I don't know if it's Bossa Nova or some kind of beat like that. It's just really cool. Yeah, it
0: is. It is cool. And also, speaking of Bossa Nova, you do Girl from Ipanema. Yeah. You do that song. That's Bossa Nova.
4: I actually listened to the the Portuguese version in Portuguese um, maybe a hundred times before singing the thing. And I I sang it in in, in Portuguese, the last verse of it, and the producer and the, the and the you know Paul Farzo is a friend of mine and produced produced that cut, and the the engineer, he said, "How did you do that?" I said, "Well, I listened to it a hundred times. <laughs> you have no idea so what it, like it says." It. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I'll, I'll tell you what: uh, the translation of the, the of the Portuguese, um, which is the language they speak in Brazil, of course, is is so much sexier and, and more. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, poetic and romantic so i really love doing that song it's a, it's a classic song there's no doubt about it
1: well we're so excited to hear your take on on you know that song and this whole new album
0: hey uh, micah does it ever get uh, you, you talk about going around the world playing your beach boy songs and, and then you try to mm-hmm. play some new things your album has like what new four new cuts on it uh oh, yeah d- do you ever get tired of the fact people just want to hear the old stuff and the new stuff is kind of like you know ho-hum
4: not at all. I mean, being a co-writer of most of the hit songs, along with my cousin Brian, I mean, you know, when we do good vibrations, what's not to like? You yeah. know? California, girl, California Girls, Surfing USA, I Get Around, Fun, 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 Help Me, Rhonda. All those are great songs. I love them. And they're like kids. They're like our kids, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, and so people ask me, what's your favorite? And I said, well, which one do we throw out of the boat? <laughs> I don't, you know, I love them all. And, you know, I, I'm i bummed because we only have a couple hours to do to our songs. We could do three or four. If it, and then everybody, of course, maybe the audience would fall asleep, but we would be having no, a great time. No,
1: no way. It's great music. just puts you in the summertime mood all the time, you know.
4: Hey,
0: Mike, you talked about uh, Rockaway Beach, and so what we're going to do here, this is the Motown debut of Rockaway Beach, a Ramones cover, now on awesome. 12 Sides of Summer. So give me a little intro for this as we play it.
4: You know, this is a Ramones classic, and when I, you know, when I endeavored to record it, it, it energized me so much. It's almost like it's it's one of the Beach Boys songs or something. It just belongs, you know, at home. Anyway, I love it. It's it's. Obviously, an East Coast, New York beach, but, hey, it resonates with uh, this guy here, Mike Love of the Beach Boys. Here's Rockaway Beach. Great.
1: Awesome. Good. And then we'll play that. We'll play uh, the song. So, We're doing
0: this on Monday. We're playing yeah. the whole thing here. So, And, oh. by the way, I got to stand on stage with you a few years ago over at uh, DTE Pine Knob and sing uh, uh, Help Me, Rhonda.
4: Sweet. Awesome. <laughs> so That's I treasure great. that
0: picture. I, I need you. to send it to you. Sing an autograph mm-hmm. for me sometime.
4: No, yeah, I can do that. You know what? The closest we're going to get to Detroit, though, well, we're going to get close, but we're going to Grand Rapids. Not you know, too far.
1: All right. In couple of weeks.
4: Well, I'll yeah. drive to see
0: you.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
4: drive on up. We're doing the, the, what do you call it? What's that place? It's the Arboretum, the uh, Meyer. Oh, Meyer, yes. Yeah. yeah. Garden really a, a, a fun little place. They won't let us do two shows. We sell out one all the time. They won't let us do few shows. But if you want to come come on up to Grand Rapids, let us know.
1: Enjoy. Will awesome. Do.
4: Hey in the meantime, Alf Alf Alvidersane and uh Dankeschön for letting the world know about uh uh you know twelve sides of summer. Our All right. I love the album, I appreciate Thanks, it.
1: Thanks, Mike. Safe travels.
4: Thank you so much. Thanks. Right. Bye bye. Thanks, bye.
0: Got some real good
2: vibes from that.
1: <laughs> I got sand I in
2: places I didn't think it was possible after talking <laughs> to Mike Love.
1: And you know what? Speaking of that, let's head outside. We got some good weather to enjoy today, you guys. But hey, thanks for listening to Second Cup today.
2: I think I'm going to go get a third cup.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. I Each and it.
2: every Wednesday right here on the Radio.com app.